This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, are you ready for the word this morning? On this wonderful, warm Christmas day, praise the Lord. Well, we're going to open up in prayer, and just before we do that, I want to take this opportunity and thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev for really a great privilege to be able to minister on Christmas Day. For me, it's an honor, and I just want to thank them. Praise the Lord. Let us pray this morning. Wonderful Father, as we come together as a family today, we are truly grateful as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Father, we cannot thank you enough for the price you were willing to pay for us. And so today, we take this opportunity just to worship you and thank you. And Lord, as you spend time in your word, we thank you that your word will encourage us. It'll be a blessing to us. It'll help us to remember what Christmas is all about. And Holy Spirit, I invite you to come and have your way. You are the teacher. I never trust in my ability, but totally depend upon you. And in advance, I give you alone all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Well, family, for those of you that know me, I really like Christmas. I love Christmas. It's one of the most favorite times of the year for me. I just love everything about Christmas. I love when I walk through the malls and the music's playing and the lights are on. I love just the whole atmosphere of Christmas. It's just a great time of the year. It's a time I really enjoy. I love the Christmas food. <laughs> I love the Christmas food, and my favorites are fruit mince pies. I don't know, something about those things, they're dangerous. They don't have an end date. They just keep on going. No, but I love it. It's a wonderful time of the year. But family, with all of that, with all of the festivities and all the lights and the carols and the music and just the great atmosphere, sometimes we can get so caught up with that. And the, so the commercial side of Christmas, where everything is just about what's on sale and what gift you can buy and what's available, that we can tend to lose the real meaning of Christmas. And many people, it's almost a stressful time for them. Am I buying the wrong gift? What gift must I get? What happens if I don't buy a gift for this one? What happens if I can't afford a gift for somebody? There's just too much stress around that for people. And church, we miss the purpose of Christmas. And it's really something that we got to be careful of, that we don't get swooped up in that and then lose the real heart and meaning of that. And so today, I want us to go on a little journey. And I've titled the message this morning, That's What Christmas is All About. And we're going to have a look at that today. So can we go on a little journey? Let's go right back to that time where Jesus was born. And I want to read to you two portions of Scripture. And we're going to have a look and just... Go with me on a journey, and let's just remember what God was willing to do for us. And as we read this, so I'm going to start off in Luke chapter 1, several verses I'm going to read from Luke chapter 1 as well as Luke chapter 2. And this is what the Word of God says. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Can you imagine receiving a greeting like that? That's just like out of the ordinary, right? Would you agree with me? Totally out of the ordinary greeting if you received one like that. Then the angel said to her, or let me go back to 29. When she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this is. 
Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. Verse 34, then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the, of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So just receiving an announcement like that must have just been a huge thing for her. She was a young, young lady, young girl. So that's quite an overwhelming experience. Would you agree with me for her to receive that? Can you imagine her just trying to ponder on that and take that in? Must be quite amazing. Now we read the account of Jesus' birth found in Luke chapter 2 from verse 1. And it says this, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was of the household and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. In other words, the birth of Christ. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in a swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. Isn't that just amazing, family? Going back to that time of the birth of our Savior. What an amazing time. Now, if you think of the story, we see the pictures on Christmas cards of the manger. We see the Christmas cards of the shepherds. We see all these things on Christmas cards. But do we truly take in the price God was willing to pay for us? We can read that and it's wonderful and it's supernatural and it's majestic, but do we really consider the price God was willing to pay for us by going through all of that just because of you, he did that? You see, church, we must remember this. The virgin birth is more than just another Christmas story. It illustrates just how close God wants to get to us. That's what it illustrates, how close God wants to get to us. You see, family, Biblical scholars may disagree as to the exact date of Christ's birth, as well as the exact location of his birth. Nor can any of us fully understand how, by the Holy Spirit, a virgin girl could conceive a child. But here's the good news. 
Here's the good news. We don't need to know when, where, or how Christ was born. We just need to know why. Why was he born? Let us never forget the why in life. Never, let us never forget why we do what we do. Let us never forget why Jesus was born. Why was he born? You see, church, that first Christmas, God did something extraordinary. Stepping from his throne, he removed his robe of light and wrapped himself in skin. The light of the universe entered a dark womb. He, whom angels worshipped, snuggled himself in the womb of a young girl and was birthed into a cold night and slept on cow's hay. That's what God was willing to do, to give up the wonderful comforts of heaven for you and I. I'd like you to just for a moment, just for a moment, think what it would be like if you were Joseph or Mary on that night. Just take a moment. If you were Joseph and Mary on that night, if you've, any of you that have had your, your child or first child, just being a parent for the first time is quite something. You're trying to figure out, can I do this? Have I the ability and the skill to raise the child? You're nervous. You're not quite sure what to do. They were young. Mary was a very young girl when she gave birth to this child. And there's a lot going through any parent for the first time they have a child. Isn't that so? When you're thinking about the responsibility, how much more for Joseph and Mary to know not only is this their first child, but they are responsible to raise the Savior of the world. Can you imagine that? You think about how you might have felt on that night when, that, when Jesus was born, if you were in their shoes. You see, family, on that night, I'm sure, just thinking about Mary, Mary didn't know probably whether to give him milk or give him praise, so she probably gave him both, right? I mean, what do I do? He has the Savior of the world. Do I worship him? He's crying, must I feed him? She wants to be a mother, but she has the huge responsibility of knowing what Jesus is and where he's from. You think about Joseph. Joseph didn't know whether to call him junior or father. <laughs> this is my son, but this is my father. But in the end, he called him Jesus, since that's what the angel said. And since he didn't have the faintest idea what to name a God he could hold in his arms. Yeah, he's holding the Savior of the world. Has to be a father. Has to raise a child. Can you imagine all of these things going through his mind? If you think about them, don't you think that their minds and their heads tilted and wondered for a moment? I mean, just taking that in. I know what it was like when my first child was born. Taking that in was quite something. I'm a dad for the first time. Yeah, I have the Savior of the world. That's quite something, right? Pondering that in, taking it in. And they probably, probably were thinking or maybe even said out aloud, what in the world are you doing, God? Or perhaps better phrase, they may have said, God, what are you doing in the world? That may have been some of the things that went through their mind. And family, and he would have probably answered the same then as he's answering now. He would have said something like this. Can anything make me stop loving you? God asks. You wonder how long my love will last? You'll find your answer on a splintered cross. That's me you see up there, your maker, your God. That's how much I love you. That's how much I love you. You see, church, throughout the scriptures, it's always been God's desire to get close to his people. He's always wanted to be close to you and I. That's his heart. That's what he wants. He told his disciples in John 14, 20, I am in you. 
Paul prayed in Ephesians 3.17, he said, that Christ may dwell in your hearts. And Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, if anyone opens the door, I will come in. Church, we even see through the Old Testament, God was with Adam and Eve in the garden. The Bible tells us he walked with him in the cool of the day. God would walk with him in the cool of the day. He was with Abraham and even called him his friend and was with Moses and the Israelites. But as a believer, we must remember that he is in you. He is in you as a believer. And he'll keep on growing in you until he comes out in what you say, how you act, and, your, and the decisions that you make. And that's why Paul could say in Romans 8 from verse 35, can anything separate us from the love of Christ? Can trouble, sufferings, and hard times, or hunger and nakedness, or danger and death. I'm sure that nothing can separate us from God's love. Not life or death, not angels or spirits, not the present or the future, and not the powers above or powers below. Nothing in all creation can separate us from God's love for us in Christ Jesus our Lord. And family, that's what Christmas is really about. Christmas is about God expressing His love to you, showing you how much He loves you, that He would go to those lengths to reach you. If it was only you, He would have done it anyway. That's how much He loves us. And we must never forget that. It's so important for us to remember that. You see, church, as you celebrate Jesus' birth, remember that many around you are hurting. They've lost hope. Don't forget that the Word became flesh. Why did Jesus become flesh? Well, to, because Jesus went out of His way to redeem sinners, lift the fallen, encourage the desperate, and minister to the sick, the lonely, and the forgotten. That's what He did. And He said, in as much as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. So I want to say to all of us here today, instead of keeping to yourself this Christmas and this year, reach out to those in need. Go ahead, make it your best Christmas ever and show others the love of Christ. You know, I don't know what you're facing as a family. I don't know if there's family feuds, if mothers are not speaking to children and brothers and sisters are not speaking, but come on family, there's more to life than having a difference. There's really more to that. If God so loved you, that he would do that, surely we can go beyond our niggles. Surely this Christmas and every year we can reach out to those and show them, listen, let's just put our differences aside. Let's just love one another. And that's what I'm saying to you today. Let's reach out. Let's show them, we're the church of Jesus Christ. Let's show our friends, family, and those around us the love of God. By doing that, family, you are, you are really honoring what God came to do by sending Jesus, expressing his love. You see, his love is shown through you and I. The Word of God says that, the, that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. We can show people the love of God. Amen. So when you're Christmas Day today, and maybe some of us have already given each other some gifts, I want to say this to you. Take some time when you give a person that gift today. If you're still going to meet with people, don't just let it be an act. You can give a person a gift any day of the year. You don't need to wait for Christmas. But there's something special about this time. Tell them you appreciate them. Give them the gift. With, with love in your heart and say, I want to just show you I appreciate you. And I want to show you the love of God and give them the gift. And I believe it will mean so much more to them than just opening up another present, which they can do over 300 days of the year. So this is a special day. This is a great opportunity for us to do that. You know, I love John 3 verse 16. 
And this is one we must remember, not just on Christmas, but every day. And this is what I love about Christmas. For God loved the world so much that he gave. He didn't lend, didn't borrow. He gave his only son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And you know, family, this is probably one of the greatest days of the year to express that to others. This is probably one of the greatest days of the year to share your faith and tell them what Jesus meant to you. And what a way to share your faith. Amen? Not only can you give them a physical gift, but you can give them the gift of life that they can remember every day. So I want to draw you in today to remember, take a moment, think about it, share the love of Christ, and show them just how much God loves them. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask the band to come up at this time. So family, that is the true meaning of Christmas, that God so loved the world. Let us be the example of Christ. Let us take the time to remember what Jesus did for us, what God was willing to do for us, so that we could enjoy eternal life. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise God, family. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.